Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning. In CDH, I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. Uh, Commander Legends is just released, actually, it's today, out, yeah, as here. that we're filming it, is the, uh, the last day of the spoilers. The last day of spoilers. Just yeah, came taste, out with the yeah. full set. Um, so we thought it would be apropos to start talking about the cards that we think are going to be good in the format. Right. So I made a list of the, the top, I don't know, just all of the cards that I saw, thought might see play in CDH. We're the gonna, top cards. We're going to go over them one by one. Um, and see what role they'll fill, if they're going to be in the 99, if they're going to be part of the uh, commander, what we're going to be doing in this new set, because I think there's a lot of cool cards. First one on the list is Ra... I don't even know how to... Rograk, the son of Rograk. There's so many names in this set that I'm going to absolutely butcher. <laughs> I'm yeah, so 100%. excited about this, yeah. King of the Kobolds, the Kobold Warrior. It's a zero drop. He's not the king. Legendary. He's not the king? No, he's the son of... The, oh, and that's the king? I decide, King can be a son. So there's... Well, no, because usually the son is the prince. Yeah, but he's a legendary. There's no other legendary... Actually, there is a card. I heard this. There is another card. It's a Jun card, but it's not a zero one. It's a big thing. It doesn't matter. It's a Kobold Whatever, Warrior. Yeah. It's a zero mana creature, and it's red. It has First Strike, Menace, Trample, and Partner, and it's a zero one. Um, it's this card I think is funny because it hilariously does as close to nothing as possible, but I think in CDH, it's going to be an actual commander. I think this is really good. Um, some of the turbo ad nauseum decks are already looking to play zero drop creatures. I know, um, uh, just because of how good it is with culling the weak yes. and, and other effects mm-hmm. like that, looking to farm your creatures into more mana and more card advantage. I know decks like... The Bo- Winoda. Winoda is going to love yes. cards like this because this is a non-human that can attack, and it's zero mana, and it so also it just has— it gets right out there. It gets, yeah. it gets through. It has evasion. Um, I think this card is going to be really good mainly in Turbo Ad Nauseam decks. Yeah, I can definitely see that, too. There's already decks out there that you know may run like things like Ornithopter, right. and just having a more relevant zero mana creature— is perfect. One of the um, one of the things that I'm excited for this. This is in the upcoming uh, the gameplay video that we're going to be doing. Uh, one of the partners that I've paired Rograth with is with Thrasios in a Divergent deck, using Divergent Transformation to exile two creatures: your two mana Thrasios and your zero mana Rograth to find Thassa's Oracle and Leveler. 
Uh, I'm not sure how competitive that is, but it seems pretty good. I mean, Divergent is certainly a card that we've seen in the format before, usually yeah. in Kaikar strategies. It's a four-mana, one-card win condition, kind of. You need to have your commanders out, but when your commander's total costs two mana and there are two bodies... That seems pretty good to me. What I think stinks about combos like that, though, is that you do have situations, and they're very rare, where, right. like, Leveler gets in your hand. When you draw it, right. A lot of people are wheeling, so you do have a lot of chances where it could just end up there. But even still, you know, five mana is not necessarily, like, impossible in yep. this format. And you're also playing, I'm playing um, Brainstorm, obviously, in Scroll yep. Rack, too, as ways to kind of put it back if you accidentally draw it or something like that. So you do have outs to that unfortunate situation when that comes and up. And you can also just cast it, too. I mean, if you that's do draw true. it, that's kind of a bummer, but... But now your combo is seven mana, and you just have to find Thassa's Oracle, five and two, and then you cast your two creatures, and that's your win. Uh, I mean, yes, that that is a bummer. That can happen. Yeah. Um, but you're also playing. I mean, we'll, we'll touch more on that deck as it comes. That exactly. one's coming in a week. But Rograth has a. How do we even say this? Have we? Did we decide it's Rog Rack Rog Rack? That Rog H is silent. Rog yeah, the H is silent. Son definitely. of Raga. Raga. Which is not the same Rogan. word as the no, first that's word. Roga. I, think I that's thought those Roga. boards were both the same. I don't know. I I'm hope calling that... Rog. <laughs> the card is Rog, and that's what I'll be referring to him yep. as from now on. I'm Next that. card. <laughs> crack! I think Croc? Quark. No, Kark. It's Quark. Quark from KCI. This is KCI. This is Clan Ironworks. This is the person of the Ironworks. Quark the Thumbless. Um, you know him from his thumb, which does coin flip stuff in very, very random casual decks. And so does this uh, card, even though it is a thumbless card, it does coin flip stuff. I'm not sure how he's flipping them. That's part of the joke, probably. It's a two-mana goblin wizard, legendary creature. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, return that spell to its owner's hand. If you win the flip, copy that spell, and you may choose new targets for the copy. It has partner. I think this card has something. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I think there's something here. The main thing is for with cards that say whenever you cast a spell, get a benefit, I think Croc is going to do excellent things in those in those decks. So like if you pair that up with another... You have to pair it up with something else. Some, I, I'm not even sure if these type of cards exist, but I think the potential for Croc to be broken is there. I just don't know exactly how, so I wanted to include it on the list. That is interesting because you can still, like, with a, a curiosity on, like, a Vile Smasher, you're still able to get the cast trigger off of something. Right. And then you can still get the card back in your hand. The, the only thing, thing is that I that I don't like about it is that this is not a, a May ability. The only May on this card is choosing who the new copies are that's true for so, the, for the so you, you are cast. you are kind of you can't be reactive right you can't no, rely this on is your not a reactive strategy you're so going this would all be in a, on croc exactly this would be a very all-in thing uh, but with it being a partner you are able to pair it with a like a, a commander like thrasios where something, something you're able to play like a lot of cards that would have a lot of value with that yeah i think the the main place that croc is going to shine if anywhere and i'm not really sure it's anywhere but is in with specific storm type cards that want you to cast a lot of spells. What's the new Jeskai one? The enchantment. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The format enchantment whenever you cast an on creature draw card. Oh, uh winds. Winds, winds of something. Of something or that I card, think. that's it's kind here. of that's kind <laughs> of what I'm thinking of. Yeah, if you're watching the video, it's gonna be on screen yeah. now. If you're just listening, sorry. But that's the type <laughs> of effect that I think this card would be good with because yeah. no matter what, if you cast a Gataxian probe, you draw a card off the non creature, flip a coin. If you get heads, you draw two cards. If you get tails, you put it back in your hand and you just cast it again. Yeah, and Gitaxian Probe is a really good free, example. Right? There, that's like, like the perfect free. example. So, like, 
I think there is something to do with Croc. I'm not strong enough to figure out what that is. I'm not smart enough, rather, to figure out what no, that we're, is. No, we're flinging I'm spells. I'm plenty it strong, but I'm not smart enough to figure out where this card goes. I just think it maybe could go somewhere. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. I don't know how much faith I have in it, but... I think that it's a funny card, and it's still worth talking about. Two mana, and it can copy spells. That's the thing. The it ceiling is, two is mana. high. It is two mana, so... We'll see. Next okay. one, Arumi. Arumi? Of the Dead Tide. Arumi. Arumi. I'm Arumi. not sure. It's a one blue and black legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. It's a 1-4. I don't know if I said the stats on the Croc. Croc's a 2-2. Two two. Anyway, it's a 1-4, this card, Arumi. Uh mm -hmm. And it has a tap ability that says exile cards from your graveyard equal to the number of opponents you have. So it'll be three in our mm -hmm. format. Target creature card in your graveyard gains Encore until end of turn. The Encore cost is equal to its mana cost. This encore card has potential to be absolutely busted. Another high ceiling Encore, in yes. case you're not familiar, which you're probably not because it is a new mechanic, says that you may uh, exile it from your graveyard and pay the Encore cast, whatever that mana is. In this case, it would be the creature's mana cost. Mm -hmm. And you can exile it and then put uh, a token that's a copy of it onto the battlefield for each opponent that you have. And it gains haste. And super you sacrifice embalm. at the end of turn. Yeah, super, super embalm, but you don't get to keep the token. Embalm it. <laughs> like, make the screen go red for yes. that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, so the ceiling, the main things that you can do is things like Gilded Drake. Yes. If you get to Thought Scour over a Gilded Drake, maybe get it, uh, you know, entomb a Gilded Drake into your graveyard, mm -hmm. and you are able to activate this to get a Gilded Drake back and swap it for three opponent's creatures, one for each, that's really good. That is nuts, yeah. Um, there's, I don't know, what? What, what do you I have mean, like else even like dark con no i guess not not dark confidant that's a bad one yeah. but there's still a lot of like phantasmal image phantasmal like image is being a good able one. to just copy someone's dot oh my god being able to copy one person's dockside extortion is, yeah. is just fantastic with this so like and if and if other players just have any other kind of good enter the battlefield creatures which i mean all good creatures have enter the battlefield abilities now right this is fantastic <laughs> yeah this one's another one with the height ceiling that could maybe find its way inside a 99 i'm not sure if like anala since this is a wizard i don't know if anala wants this could anala use this effect that's the thing i i think uh you know when you just think of it being the commander i think that is a little bit too narrow because especially in this format there aren't a ton of blue and black there's a good bunch like you can get spell seekers yeah like, go get you three cards but there's outside of a, a couple of big hitters there's not like a ton of stuff that is really pulling me to make this affect my commander right if this is like a really good value engine in something i could definitely see that um i mean i really like this card i certainly don't want to say that you know it, it's gonna make a terrible commander you're in the best colors in the yeah, format i'm sure you certainly. could make a fine commander exactly i mean you can you can get someone else's stasis oracle and then tainted pact and then have that as like a backup way to yeah to win the game yeah exactly or you know, like this is but this this as a deck is also very dependent on who your opponents are in general then too that's true that being said we're also playing a lot of decks that like to put creatures in their graveyards as well yeah i think um, there's a ceiling here it may be a little slow a three mana creature that has to untap is a little slow but that is also true i, I think it's got a powerful ability so okay. yeah i think encore in general is just a powerful yeah and, and encore when the mana cost is equal to the creatures cmc normally encore ability is like seven mana or something ridiculous it's it's cards like this mm -hmm. which is the same reason why underworld breach i mean one of many reasons why underworld breach is so powerful is because because it's it's three cards no yeah. matter what it doesn't change you know what i mean that's the with, thing, with yeah. other cards they 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 measure them and may they make them balance but when this changes the costs of stuff it imbalances the stuff which i think has a 
a potential there. I agree. Can I read the next one? Because oh, I fucking yes. love this card. Uh, this is Hull Breacher. This is two and a blue for a creature merfolk pirate. Love that they brought back pirates, by I love the way. Um, it's a 3-2 with flash, and it says if an opponent would draw a card except for the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, instead, you create a treasure token. I think we're going to see a theme with a lot of these cards where if it says treasure on it, our eyes for this format in particular are going to be drawn directly to it. Yeah. Especially when the opening line of that phrase is the same thing that's on a notion. Theme. Right. Yeah. This card is basically um, Narset part of veils plus smothering tithe at a, a, a three mana on a creature with flash. I think this card is truly amazing. I, I absolutely think it is an instantly CDH staple card. 100%. I think it goes in any deck that you're playing blue, probably. There might be some, like Urza, since you're not playing creatures or something like that. But if you're in any kind of a time twister or windfall yeah. strategy, it's I mean, so good Mono Blue even yeah. loves this thing. And it's a creature for Timna. It just, this effect is already played on Smothering Tithe oh my God. in the format. Uh, Notion Thief in Timna Crown decks is already like a it's huge already there. part yeah. of the format. This is just like an extra it's, combo piece yeah. that you get that's part... I mean, I I made a whole wheels video. Right. You yeah. edited. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, yeah. This, this is this just fits right in there with everything. I think. Yeah. Hope Breacher is just it's it's just so good. It's it's remarkably good. It's unfortunately good because yeah. it kind of takes away something that White had, which was Smothering Tide. This is just like so That's much. The thing. This is yeah. miles better than Smothering Tide. And um. Yeah, dude. Oh, miles. yeah, yeah. Because you because get this it's, at flash. It's three mana. Yeah. It's flash right there. It's yeah. better. Not only do you get the same amount of treasures, there's no option for them to pay. You don't get it's the a, one for every turn, right? That's so the one true, for turn. Yeah. But you just take the draw. It's smothering time. They true, still get. They it. don't have to with this. Pay. They don't draw the card, and instead you get the treasure. Yeah, that is true. So the the only thing that it, I just realized well, is a three well, two, this, not a three one. This also this also does that makes it even better than yeah. yeah. But this also does mean that this does have that kind of stacks effect on the board. Then where like a lot of these cards, you know, have these really awesome abilities in play, but a smart player isn't going to let those happen. I mean, we see that with Ristic study, right. even and with, um, the other one mana enchantment that does that. Mr. Like Mora. Yeah. There's a lot of times, but this one has just flash play around it. You respond. You're going to get them one time. You yeah. do have the alms collector effect like yeah. that too. Um, but like the thing is like, but I, this if, is three mana and it's in a much better color. If you get them one time, they're dead. If they, oh, yeah. if they cast wheel of fortune and you resolve oh, this into their God. wheel, of fortune everyone is so dead everyone no one screwed. draws everyone yeah. empties their hands and you if you for free get to make a whole shitload of treasures so you just get to also play everything else then on right. you, you you go to your turn and then all the cards you drew you get to play off the treasures right because you still get to draw the seven that's the thing yeah and then you get 21 treasures right that's awesome it's it's awesome like it's, that is awesome it's i think this card is just so this incredibly so good I don't, we don't need to oh you know us about it more you understand and you can get them in the borderless too and you can get them in the borderless it's very cool yeah. yeah um next three mana oh, blue creature this less one good. we're not less good going pirate. to we're but we're not gonna have to argue on what the name is this time malcolm malcolm <laughs> malcolm <What> keen-eyed <laughs> navigator is a three mana siren pirate 2-2 two, two with flying that says whenever one or more pirates you control deal damage to your opponents, you create a treasure token for each opponent dealt damage. So um, it's like a Timna, except instead of drawing cards, you get to get a treasure. Yeah. And it has flying itself. Which is kind of new. Yeah. I think no, not new. That ability's been around for a while. <laughs> flying. Neat is what I meant to say. <laughs> flying, flying has been around, has been for, around a bit. for a little while. 
I think Malcolm is just like a solid draw engine in the command. That's not draw engine, mana a engine. Mana in the engine. And that's zone. the thing. Like, again, this is another card that has token on it. Our eyes are going to go to it. And if you don't have a better blue partner to play i think this one's totally fine yeah i i think it's i think malcolm would be great paired with timna because timna you already want to yeah. be attacking so now with when you're attacking with timna you're getting a card and you're getting a mana i think it's, oh my that combination right there it's just like yeah. you're already prepared i Who think it's green i think it's very good in um maybe like i don't know like a crom deck i don't know if you wanted to be playing blue red crom but blue red crom with malcolm and you're just playing like tempo flying creatures to gets like you a treasures. quicker a quicker crom in theory too. there's the new card which we'll talk about in a second uh i think i I think it's pronounced breeches but it's it looks like breeches to me <laughs> i don't know breeches um but I'm, the brazen plunderer that. it's a four mana well you know what let's just talk about that now because i think these yeah. two commanders are made for each other um breeches or breeches brazen plunderer is a four mana three and a red legendary creature goblin pirate with menace that says whenever one or more pirates you control deal damage to an opponent deal damage not combat damage Yep, deal hmm. damage. Hmm. Exile the top card of each of those opponents' libraries. You may play those cards this turn, and you may spend mana as though it were any color to cast the spells. It has partner. I see why you think these are paired together, because it's a three mana and a four mana creature. And they're both pirates that say whenever a pirate deals combat damage or deals damage to, yeah. uh, you get a thing. This is really great. Curiosity I, effects? Yeah. There's a pinger. There's yeah. a pirate pinger. There's a pirate pinger that says whenever you cast a pirate or whenever it enters, you get to untap it, and it deals one damage to each opponent. That card, that card wow. plus a curiosity, yeah. and then you get to that just that card by itself, ping each opponent, exile. We got something here. I think this we is might something. Have, we might have something here, yeah. I, I think— we, we might have to do a little bit of research to see if there is, but— Pirates are no good, but there are definitely a couple cheap ones with flying. I know there's at least a handful of— And I know there are already deck lists yeah. going out with Malcolm and Breaches in first CEDH. I haven't looked at many of them, but I'm sure mm -hmm. they're all going to be playing similar cards. Curiosity, probably Glinhorn Buccaneer. That's a pirate. There that you go. That wants also to do curiosity with stuff. Curiosity. I forgot about that. Um, that, that so maybe Malcolm and Breaches' Curiosity tempo, Curiosity can Control, something like that. Yeah, you're in the good curiosity colors there, too. Britches gets you mana. Malcolm gets you treasures. No, sorry. Britches gets you cards. Malcolm gets, gets you, you mana. mana. I think that's a good combo. They and both they have both evasion. Have, I was literally just about to say that. The 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 menace on breaches. Yeah. I'm going to say breaches. You're going to say breaches? It's probably I'm breaches. I'm going to say breaches. Um, is just, you know, the, the, the menace is just an, a nice touch so that that way you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to get in at players. Uh, it's, there are very few times that people are going to be in situations where they don't have someone that they can attack with a 3-3 three, three menace. Yeah. I think the only issue is these commanders are a little bit slow at three and four mana. There's, I think the way that you play this game though, is probably just like on turn ones and two, like ramp a little bit, but not a ton and hold up like interaction just be like kind of like mildly interacting with the board mm -hmm. the first couple turns and then try to start tempoing people out in the mid game with malcolm and britches and then maybe like win like later i don't know if this is like a well, i think this thing. is like a like a turn six or seven deck maybe yeah because I, I i guess the the scenario is that you have a, a handful of a bunch of cheap spells and yeah then that way you do have ways to interact until you get to the point where you play malcolm and then breaches and then at that point you do have few cards in hand but but you get the you, cards back with breaches exactly and you can, so at that point you start to rebuild after you get rid of the cards in your hand yeah from there but i think i think there's something there with one of the, or both of these two cards yeah the next card is definitely going to see play because if 
if you thought Hole Breacher was good, this card is probably better. Jesus Christ. So this is Opposition Agent. This is, again, a 2 and a black, a 3 mana, 3-2 with Flash. Same as the Hole Breacher. I thought this was going to be a cycle of 5. I I don't think that it was. I didn't Incredibly see... disappointed about that, by yeah. the way. I really That's wish that we would have seen the white that. one that would have been like, whenever an opponent gains life, you gain that life We can instead. talk about <laughs> how we feel about everything <laughs> at the end of that I Opposition have, I have agent, thoughts. what to do, Cameron? Uh, so it's a it's a flasher that has uh, you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. What? Right? What? <laughs> That's already a sentence that I never <laughs> thought they were going to print on a magic card in Black Border. While an opponent, yeah, we're not done. While an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. And by they find, it means you, you find, find yeah, because you control them. You may play those exiled cards as long as they remained exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast them. This is horrifying. This is one of the most terrifying things <laughs> I have laid my eyes on. Now let's be clear. Again, this has that stacks effect situation where once it hits the battlefield, people are going to know that they're going to have to play around it. You can't just cast imperial seal into this fucker right but but you can definitely get someone one time and when you do if it resolves it'll probably shut them out of the game because what's most likely going to happen is i don't know what's most likely to happen i don't know honestly it could be a number of things one the first the first place my brain goes is you get that other elf thing that says that players can't search their libraries or whatever can't draw cards the one that says when players can't draw cards and then whenever they would draw a card they search their library instead you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Mirren. Mirren. Yes. The first thing is if someone demonic tutors and you respond with opposition agent and then you go get Mirren and then on your mm-hmm. turn you cast Mirren. That's really good. The second thing that happens is someone casts demonic tutor and you opposition agent and you take their Thassa's Oracle and now they don't really have a way to win anymore and then you have a way to win. Yeah. The other thing is like if they just fetch land and you even mind sensor them but super and they have no shot of getting one and in the top four and then you get you to get, get a land. land. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. No, this this card I think is really going to change the way how a lot of decks fundamentally need to be built because a lot of decks – there are some I would argue like tier 1.5, tier 2 decks that don't really have a backup win condition. So when you're able to kind of steal that win condition out of their deck with even something like a Praetor's Grasp yeah. – it can be devastating. Exactly. And this is but worse. This so is much worse. so much better than Prater's Grasp yeah, for, for the it. person. Exactly. So so that means that, I, I mean, I certainly think this card is going to be much more prevalent than Prater's Grasp, which is already a card that sees play in yeah. a decent amount of decks. Um, so just by having more, it is going to force you to, you know, rethink how your deck might be built so that that way you're able to be resilient in case something like this happens. And not and more more importantly even than how your deck is built but how you play your deck. That's if, huge. if you are playing against an opponent that you think might have opposition agent, you cannot like just like shoot off demonic tutor blind yeah. anymore. Like you have to wait until you have backup for it, which I think in itself slows the game down. Now you can't mm-hmm. like you have three opponents and they're not always going to have opposition agent. No. But you can feel at the table sometimes if they if you if there's a particularly left open three mana I think you maybe don't you don't cast demonic tuner like it, you just yeah just play around I think this is a card that you're gonna need to play around assume your opponents might have it and how you beat it if they do because the effect is just so unbelievably devastating it is if it so devastating and I again the f- a flash on this is really what sets us apart from a lot of other stacks pieces the being able to get people yeah. with this when they already have a spell that they can't take back is devastating and i think we have a little bit of a, a package now between notion thief hole breacher and opposition agent right with like within the opus thief strategy i think specifically opus thief because of timna 
Um, maybe, I don't know, Kenrith is better. I don't know. I feel like these, like, getting these, like, extra creatures that can deal damage with Timna that yep. also have, like, huge, crazy draw effects. Like, I am very excited to play And I love that they're all... These cards. <laughs> uh, me too. I love that they're all so flavorful. One yeah. is a thief, one is a pirate, yeah. and one is a rogue. They're their own version of party yeah. put together with a, a human whatever Yeah, I think whatever Notion is. Thief is a rogue, though. Is a thief. A thief isn't a creature card. Uh, but I understand but what it, you're saying. But this is an agent, so yeah. we can still... <laughs> pretend um but uh, yeah i think that little package the opposition agent notion thief and hold breacher along with timna in wheel decks that is like a devastating I core so of too, a deck yeah. i think well in a deck that again was already very powerful oh uh, yeah exactly yeah next one on our list arkelos arkelos lagoon mystic is a one black green blue for a turtle shaman legendary creature that says, as long as Arkelos Lagoon Mystic is tapped, other permanents enter the battlefield tapped. As long as Arkelos is untapped, other permanents enter the battlefield untapped. And it's a 2-4. Life is not a race. <laughs> I'm That's not like Hermamora <laughs> from uh, the Skyrim shits. I'm not sure oh my God. if this card is CDH playable. If it were to be, I would think of it as a stacks commander. Agreed. Yeah, because it itself is a stacks piece. I mean, you would be get, you would purposefully put yourself in situations where Arkelos is consistently tapped on your opponent's turns and untapped for you. Exactly. And I there's I mean, Amulet of Vigor has always been uh, a combo piece. Right. Um. I mean, it's too bad we can't play Primeval Titan, but I mean, this is still going to have like you know really positive effects with Bounce Lands. I think yeah, with really good there. Other Mana Rocks that normal decks can't really play because they come into play tap and it's might just be able to get them all permanents all permanents and exactly. the battlefield tapped all of your opponents mana rocks their lands their mana dorks everything their kiki jiki creatures there there's so many there's najila tokens wait yeah. that doesn't work because they're tapped and attacking already well you can't yeah i guess that's true yeah. i'm not sure but Arkelos, I think, shuts off a decent amount of win conditions, a couple, and mm. it shuts off a lot of just strategies. It makes it ad nauseum yeah. becomes much more difficult when you can't chain your mana rocks together after you resolve it. So, and it's a good color combination, and, and course, I, yeah. I think that's kind of what makes it a good CEDH commander. Again, we always say that if you're in blue black, you can you're be close a CEDH enough, yeah, commander. Basically, and having green for ramp makes it even better. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, I also think that there's a lot better things you could be doing if you're going to be in this color combination. However, if you do want to be stacks, if you want to be playing Sultai and stacks, this is the this commander. is what you're going to do. I think do. this yeah. is the commander. Maybe before it would have been like Tassiger or something. I think this is the commander yeah, that you exactly. go with now. Now Tassiger can just stay at being a good commander. Um, Obeka is next. Obeka Brute Chronologist. Nope. <laughs> Chrono. Chrono. I'm I'm a caveman. Chronologist. Chrono Chronologist. I think. She's a yeah yeah. I don't know how to read. So so Chrono is Latin for time. It's I thought another... it was like Chrono was like the was who's the king of monsters? Isn't like Chronos is like the monster of monsters? In what? Life like the language. What do you like, mean life? Like like, <laughs> like <laughs> where? <he> was. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean in like life? Greek Greek mythology. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I don't know. Well, no, Chronos. Chrono is always like time related. Like that makes like sense. chronological order. Yeah. Okay, I see where you're yeah, going with that. So, yeah. So Chronos was the first time. There. There we go. There it time is. number one. Um, it's an ogre wizard that says mm -hmm. tap. Target player, <clears throat> excuse me, the player whose turn it is may end the turn. It's a 3-4. What? 
The player whose turn it is may end the turn. May end the turn. This this card is insane. I think this hilarious. is the CEDH commander of the set. I think this is the most mm -hmm. single-pushed commander besides, I'm not sure about the partners. And the main reason for that is when you're playing Obeka, you get to play a regular, very powerful Grixis deck, which I think in its own right can be the strongest deck in the format. Just Grixis, Ad Nauseam, Demonic Consultation, Underworld Breach stuff. That's already, you're at the best. But when you play Obeka, you just get to play with three Time Walks. You get to play Last mm -hmm. Chance, Warrior's Oath, and Final Fortune. With which with Obeka, instead of losing the game, you just end the turn right before you would lose the game, and you take an extra turn for only two mana. Not only that, but you can put it under an Isochron Scepter and take the rest of the turns. Exactly. Your opponents can't do anything else then. Not only, not only that, you can have Underworld Breach out and end the turn before you have to sacrifice it and have an Underworld Breach on your opponent's turns. <laughs> This card just lets you do absolutely incredible things, and it's one of those cards. I that, love Kess so much, oh and my I God, just yeah. sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's one of those cards that, like, the more things that they print that have end at the end of turn, this gets better. Abilities, and better. this, this is just gonna get better, better, and better and better and better. And the fact that you have three time walks, we can't play time walk. We can't play time walk in this format. Time walk would be so incredible in this so, format. Yeah, exactly. But and being able to have three of them, is two insane. mana at that effect is. And if you think about Time Walk as doing so many things, but one, it cantrips because you, you're taking an extra turn, so you draw the extra card. Two, it's a ritual because all the mana that you had tapped, you get to you get it back again. So it's a it's a ritual, and you get to cast Obeck. You get to do Obeka stuff again. I just I think it, it's not even the most fanciest of fancy, but you just get to play like Grixis, solid ad nauseum goodness, and then on top of that, you sprinkle. You sprinkle uh, uh, Ice Crown Scepter and three Time Walks, and exactly. then that's and that's your deck. And it's I think it's so good. No more do you have to wheel and then wait for your opponents to take their turn before you get to go again. You just get to do five mana wheels that let you play with the hand that you just drew. Yeah, and this is obviously a great home for Opposition Agent and Hole yes. Breacher and Notion Thief. I mean, you're in the colors. You get that package that goes right in here. Uh, very, very good. I think this commander is going to do nothing but fantastic things. And it's, yeah. I don't want to say it's a bummer, but like Kess and Inala are already both very good CEDH commanders. And now Grixis has a, 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 third? a, a third that's like probably, in my mind, Kess and, I think Kess and Inala are like tier one. They're like the closest to like, the closest that we have to tier one that's not five color or partners commander. I think Kess and, and or Anal are probably close on that yeah. front. And I think Obeka is like just as good as those two. M maybe better? I'm not sure. Maybe better than I, mean, I don't know. Oh, oh, we're going to have to see how she ends up performing. I mean, she has a tremendous target on her back. And oh, she has 100%. To, she has to survive a turn cycle before she can do anything That's else. That's true. Yeah. So you're going to have the same kind of Silvala problems yeah. that. She yeah. has. Yeah, she's got a huge... Yeah, you're exactly right. You're, you're, she's a little slow, and she's got a huge mm -hmm. target on her head. But four mana is not... I mean, we see four mana for commanders very yeah. frequently. Um, I mean, you're certainly going to be able to get her out way quicker than turn four. Right, you're normally play, probably playing her on turn two, hopefully. Turn two, hopefully, yeah. So I think she's going to do really awesome things in the format. I think it's going to bring uh, uh, some really cool new card interactions. Yeah. Um, and again, she's just going to get better in time. And the fact that... I just like that she makes those three cards just so unbelievably good she and just you can you can play 
opposition agent yeah. and hole breacher <laughs> in this deck too. So like what's there to what's there to hate? Rebecca is the next one that we'll be talking about. I'm not sure how Ooh. good Rebecca is going to be. I'm excited for Rebecca. Rebecca architect Rebecca. architect of ascension is a 3 and white four total mana human artificer. It's a 3/4 that says artifacts you control have protection from each converted mana cost among artifacts you control and it has partner I think this card is really good. I think this card is really good, too. So, I don't think that this is what we wanted in a white partner. I think that we would have loved a thousand other things yeah. instead <laughs> of this. I'm still very excited for Rebecca yeah. because you're able to pair Rebecca with Thrasios and have a Bant version of Thrasios that's out there. I think Rebecca will make a great partner with um, something like Thrasios in like a Stasios build mm -hmm. or something that's trying to play Winter Orb effects yeah. where you're trying to stacks out the board um, and hold up a lot of protection and protect your stuff with Rebecca. I'm not sure how good it will be. Four mana is a lot for this effect, so it might be more of a casual effect, but... Protection from converted mana cost equal to the amount of artifacts you control. It's just it's a lot of protection. I think that it is could a be lot helpful. of protection. Yeah, especially we'll if you're able to spread out right. the converted mana cost. The next card we're going to talk about is Sakashima of a thousand faces. This is a four mana, three and a blue legendary creature, human rogue with partner. It's a three one, and it says you may have Sakashima of a thousand faces enter the battlefield as a copy of another creature you control, except it has. Sakashima's abilities and Sakashima's ability is the legend rule doesn't apply to permanence you control as partner too I think this card is incredible I think this goes with mm -hmm. Timna very well very well I think it goes with a, a variety having a clone in your command zone I just think is going to be really powerful and specifically in Saxy decks mm -hmm. if you can play a Thalia and then you get to play a second Thalia it's really good. If you can get to play an yeah. Archon of Amiria, and then Sakashima in your commander is a second Archon of Amiria, the second effective stacks piece is always so much more powerful than the first. Two mm -hmm. rule of law effects is devastating to almost any table. And I think Sakashima has the ability to be able to give you that in like two rule of effects with things like um, Eidolon of... Uh, Eidolon of Rhetoric. Eidolon of Rhetoric and stuff yeah. like that where you can just make a copy of whatever extra stacks piece that you want and also yeah. you can make it a copy of timna and then just get in with extra draws with timna that's so really many good. cards that you get to draw with that yeah i mean clone has always been a powerful ability um and again it's blue so being able to add blue to a timna deck is Very good. exactly where you want to be the only thing that you can't do with this card is you can't copy your opponent's stuff so just have that in mind you're only copying your stuff so if you're playing sakashima you probably want to be a little bit heavier on the creature build Which you things. wanted to be anyway yeah. if you are pairing it with timna right exactly I I mean, there are certainly other things you could try to pair this with, but I really think Timna is where this card is going to shine. Yeah, I think I've I've seen some lists, some talk about Sakashima in with Vile Smasher and like more like casual high power stuff, which I think would definitely be cool. Sakashima yeah. is just one like where if you like any partner with Commander, just play Sakashima, and then you have two. Yeah, exactly. Really good. It's great. Next card we're going to talk about is Tormod, which, if I'm not mistaken, this is his first card. This right? is his, his first creature debut in a card. Tormod the Desecrator is a three and a black legendary creature zombie wizard that says whenever one or more cards leave your battlefield, create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token, and it has partner. It's a 4-2. This card is insane. At first, I would, did not fully understand this card. Whenever It says whenever one or more cards leave the graveyard, mm -hmm. not exiled. It could go from graveyard to battlefield or yep. graveyard to top of library or graveyard to anywhere you get a zombie. The reason why I think that is particularly good is because of one combo with Phyrexian Altar and Gravecrawler or with a, a bridge from below in your graveyard. 
With these guys out, you can make infinite zombies by casting your Gravecrawler from your graveyard because you control a Tormod zombie, and then you sacrifice it to make a black mana, and then you make a 2-2, and then you cast it from your graveyard, and you repeat this process and make a billion 2-2s and sack all the 2-2s for a bunch of mana mm -hmm. and use Thassios to draw your whole deck. So you get to play in Sultai... That's perfect. You just, get to play in Sultai. You get to then, play those cards plus a Sultai Consultation deck. Exactly, yeah. And that's uh, been a great deck since... Since forever? Since forever. So, I mean, it, it's perfect in a home right there. Um, it's four mana, so it's not really too much. Yeah. You do need to have Tormod out before right. you can start doing that combo. So, but really, it's a, a four mana for Tormod mm -hmm. and then three mana for the uh, Phyrexian and then one mana for the Gravecrawler. So, that's eight total mana, but you can split it up, right? Cast Tormod on one turn yeah. off of, like, a Mana Vault and the next turn. You can, you know, do it a couple different ways. I'm not sure if it's the most efficient win con, but I think it's something. There's a pretty easy combo, and there's probably some other things that you could do that would get I me. Mean, Deathrite Shaman is really good with Tormod. I mean, not really good, but, like, extra free value good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there might be other, um, you know, nice fun things that you can find. I don't know I mean, if, if you be... just, like, are able to exile everyone's graveyard, like, you minus Ashiok, and then Ashiok's everyone's graveyard's yeah. exiles, you get a bunch of uh, tokens They leave that your way. graveyard. It's leave your graveyard. Oh, it's your graveyard. Um, okay, so, never mind. So but you, you could play something like a Scavenging Ooze and exile like a mana dork out of your graveyard. That's also make, true. You know, yeah, that's probably not very good in CDH to be honest. But there is a combo there, and you can get infinite mana and have pair him with Thrasios and have a win there. If you want to play with Gravecrawler, yeah. if you're like Gravecrawler is my card, but I want to play CDH, I got a deck for you. Next card, <laughs> I'm not really sure what your lock is going to be doing, but your lock of the Scorch Thrash is a Jun Commander, one black, red, and a green for a legendary creature, Viashino Shaman. It has Vigilance and says a player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. Mana burn. It, it, it has mana burn. It has mana burn. It brings mana burn back into the game. I That's think what magic was missing. Super cool. <laughs> uh, and it also has an ability. It doesn't have partner, but it does mm -hmm. have an ability that says one and tap it. Each player adds Jund, a black, a red, and a green. And it's a 4-4. Four, four. The Vigilance and then getting to attack and then tapping for that ability. That's cool. It's great. It's mana in the command zone, technically. There are a couple of... I'm not exactly sure what the combos are, but with Umbra Elemental and tapping and untapping that you can go infinite with your lock. I don't know how efficient they are, and it's obviously pretty bad when you give infinite mana to your opponents, but if yeah. you're not in a Thrasios meta and you do this like in someone's upkeep when they don't have a way to take use of the mana and then they'll die because the mana will leave their mana pool, maybe... I don't think so. Corvold's probably better in Jund, but I maybe. think so too. I think this was a, a really good attempt at a CEDH Jund commander. Maybe you're doing I, Staxi stuff. You, in addition, yeah. yeah, in addition, yeah, and, and that could be really good too because I mean you do need to again go a full turn cycle before you're able to go off with right. it since it is a tap ability. But I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's very good, but I, I, I'm looking at it. I think there are there's some ways to go infinite yeah. with it. It's interesting. Maybe if you want to be slow Jund, like if you want to play Jund, but you like maybe want to play Toxic Deluge. Like you don't do that in Corvold, but maybe you can do that in your lock and do some type of controlling. I think it's list. really cool that they were able to still make a lot of these commanders feel like casual commanders yeah. while still being like this kind of competitively playable. Like bringing mana burn back is such a casual thing. Right. Ending players' turns. Yeah, super is casual. Super but casual. if you turn it up to 11, I think it's really, really good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this the, next one. We're going to talk about two at the same time here. Yeah. Um, coercive Recruiter, mm -hmm. which is a. Well, it's Corsair Recruiter and Port Razor. Both of these cards are in here for the exact same reason. They combo with Kiki Jiki. Corsair Recruiter is a four and a red for an oak, <clears throat> an orc pirate 
that says whenever a course of recruiter or another pirate enters the battlefield under your control, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature until end of turn. It gains haste and it becomes a pirate in addition to its other types. So Sound familiar? That's exactly with the addition of a pirate clause. Zealous 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 um, the only thing is this also triggers off of the next pirate that comes in, which also is true. pretty good. Um, but Course of Recruiter, it combos with Kiki Jiki um, and has extra, if you're playing, maybe if you're playing that um, Malcolm blue red pirates deck and mm -hmm. you put a kiki jiki in there and you play this card and maybe you're doing i don't know probably not i something else you could do i mean there's already a lot of decks that do play kiki jiki already yeah if you're in blue red you can find a whole bunch of other things that kiki so it's just gonna with. sneak right in yeah. there um and then the other one port razor is three red and red for another orc pirate this is kind of strange i don't know why both of these cards are in this set they're like almost the same thing but they're not exactly mm -hmm. or not even really at all in effect but when Port Razor deals combat damage to a player, untap each creature you control. After this combat phase, there is an additional combat phase. Port Razor can't attack a player it has already attacked this turn. You may be saying, how does this combo with Kiki? Because it can't attack. Well, the, it can't, but the token that it makes, that token's new, and that token doesn't mm -hmm. care. And then this guy goes that way, and 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 then they can, you kill everyone because the tokens are fresh. It is sad that all of these cards that combo with Kiki Jiki are also five mana. Yeah. And these, so <laughs> five mana are tribal not the best is ones. what you can really play. But it is important to know that these combos are still out there. These are other options that you can play. And I think that just having more infinite combos with in mono red even in like just red, makes yeah. like a lot of the stuff just makes Godo yeah. even a better commander yeah, to maybe, play maybe because so. you don't have to be so freaking one note all the time. Yeah, you, you maybe can, have a backup option. Exactly. You have a backup option that isn't just, you know, kill. I mean, it's still very creature heavy and it's still yeah. just kill the creature, but I mean, it, it's not as predictable. Maybe you, maybe you start playing Kiki Jiki as the commander. Maybe That's, you just like, we're he, getting close we're to getting that there, where right? Kiki is just the commander, and it's going to get incredibly easy to cast Kiki Jiki from your command zone if that's the How case. How many mono we'll red ones do we later. have right now? Are these two and Zealous Conscripts? Is there another mono that red one? That is the mono red one. Okay, yeah. so that's already three combo pieces with Kiki. That's, that's thing, 10 yeah. mana, but I mean... Um, uh, Godo is 11 mana, right? That's so, the thing, yeah. And I but mean, Godo you could, finds the thing. That's but the issue. Godo even, is a one card. Not... You can even, I mean, if you already have Kiki out, you can even play like um, uh, Conspicuous Snoop combos in yeah. that deck yeah, then yeah. too. So like there is still a lot of other stuff that can go on even just besides this. So then even then Kiki Cheeky isn't such a one note commander right. then. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is Nimris, Una's Trickster, which oh. I think is probably better than Una. It's a five mana, three blue and a black for a legendary creature, Fairy Knight. It has flash, flying, and says whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, look at the top two cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand and the other into your graveyard. It's a one six. This card is incredibly exciting and incredibly disappointing at the mm. same time. Yeah. So I I love this effect yeah. being oh, yeah. being paid off for casting spells casting counter spells and being able to not just put it back in your hand but having like card selection yeah to be able to it's like your um, Rashmi or Vile Smasher with the curiosity effect on Basically, it. either of those yeah. things except you're just in blue black it's just five mana it's five mana which is very upsetting and the body a one six. So bizarre. I wish it had two power so that it could trade with Timna and, That's and Najila. Thing, yeah, you could, like, flash it in and stop those guys. It I, is a big blocker, but, like, blocking is not necessarily what I'd relevant. want. To, it's a flyer. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'd rather get in for damage with something like this. If you want to play blue-black consultation, whatever, Nimrus is, a, is a, I think, an option, right? But I, I don't yeah. think it's doing anything extra special. But the, the card advantage potential is there, so I thought it was worth at least including. I definitely think this is something that I might 
play around with. I and mean, high power, maybe? That's right? the thing. And, like, like, an 8? This is, like, a great 8 commander. Yeah, because the thing, like, a lot of the other blue-black scepter decks are playing off of the win condition in the command zone. Yeah. But there's not really a blue-black scepter deck that has the... A good card advantage. A, a good card advantage yeah. in the in the command zone there. The Sig a little bit, but it's not... A little bit, but not Sig as, is... Sig's not always... Not always Sig's good. more like consultation a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and you can still do that in Nimrus too. You're definitely doing consultation in Nimrus. You're right? definitely yeah. doing that too. But what what's nice is that um, what's nice is that Scepter doesn't require uh, the win condition in to be in your command zone. If you do like copy artifact shenanigans, like you can still win off of something like that, and then you can leave up your command zone for extra card advantage. Again, it's incredibly expensive, and yeah. it's certainly not optimal. I probably wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not, me. I'm not looking to do infinite mana if I don't have an outlet in the command zone. Once it gets the combo becomes three pieces or more, it's just too many. pieces. Oh, it certainly is better for it to yeah. be in the command zone. Uh, I think. I think if you want to play blue back, but you don't want to play that combo, like I scrawn scepter for whatever reason, you want to like play things that are good against it or something like that and you still want to play a blue black consultation i think nimrus is like the best card advantage blue black commander um five mana is just is a lot but moving on let's talk about a weird one wheel of misfortune i have read this card 700 times and my brain is too small and smooth to figure out what it is it is a two and a red for sorcery this is the first sorcery, I think. Is this the first sorcery? This the first actual spell, like we're talking about, besides a creature. We've talked about a lot of creatures, and almost all of them have been commanders. Which is, you know, that is the direction that they they want the game to go. Each player secretly chooses a number, zero or greater. Okay, I'm glad it says zero or greater because we were talking about what if we you were name a like negative you, number? Yeah, that just makes. <laughs> I it didn't. Weird. Okay, zero or greater. Then all players reveal those name those numbers simultaneously and determine the highest and lowest numbers revealed this way. Wheel of Misfortune deals damage equal to the highest number of to each player who chose that number. Each player who didn't choose the lowest number discards their hand, then draws seven. Let's read that again. I'm going to read yeah. that again <laughs> just for me. <laughs> Wheel of Misfortune deals damage equal to the highest number to each player, player who, who chose, chose that, that number. number. So if two players choose ten and that's the highest number... Those two players take 10 damage. Each player who didn't choose the lowest number discards their hand and draws 7. So if you chose 10 and it wasn't the lowest number, you take 10, but you draw 7 cards. Exactly. If someone chose 1, that person does not draw. So when you're casting Wheel of Fortune, you want to name a high number, right? You want to name... This is not Wheel of Fortune. This Wheel, is of Wheel of Misfortune. Yeah. When you, you want to name... Well, no. You, you really want to name a middle-of-the-road middle number, number that's not going to be the highest and not going to be the lowest. Because if you it's the highest, you're going to take that damage. So you can't name, like, 39. Don't name 39. You can't name 39. However, it gets interesting... Unless you want to guarantee that you'll draw 7, and you don't care if you'll go to 1. Ad nauseum is huge. You don't want to name 20 in the hopes to get this off, and right. then, like, you draw ad nauseum, and you're like, all right, well, there's my, you know, 5-minute draw 3. As an opponent, you want to be naming... I think it depends, because... Everyone, a, everyone is trying to name the middle-of-the-road number, right? Yeah, that's... For the most part, I, if you there's guess, a lot of times. So where I have to say this in my head. So if you guess the highest number, you lose that much life. If you yeah. guess the lowest number, you don't draw cards. Correct. But if you guess the highest number, you can still draw cards. If you guess the lowest number, you won't lose life. 
But you won't draw cards. Correct. So I think what's going to happen a lot is that a lot of people are going to try to name middle-of-the-road numbers. So what's a middle-of-the-road number? You're going to be at like 35, let's Honestly, say, when you I cast think, this. I think five might even be a middle-of-the-road number. Five is Because there's number? a lot of times where I'm choosing one because I don't want to wheel. I love my hand. My hand has the combo in hand. I don't want to get another. That's true. Like there's a lot of times where I – where someone casts a wheel and I'm like, I really don't want this to happen. And I don't care if it's just for me. I still want to keep the cards in so my So if hand. you yeah, if you don't want to wheel, you can you just, set yourself you just, up to you 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 zero. Yeah, exactly. Well yeah, you can you choose just, zero. If you don't wheel, you just way, press zero. You don't wheel, and then like you're out of this. It's everyone else that's wheeling. I mean, and, and, am I wrong? That's, I think so. That's right? what this says, is that you can you can set that up so that, that way you don't have to deal with a, a wheel that would not be in your favor. Now, the people that really want the wheel to go off is... Wait, each player who didn't choose the lowest number discards their hand, then draws seven. Each player who didn't choose the lowest number. So if you choose zero and... If you you choose zero, no matter what, zero is going to be the lowest number. So even if two people choose zero... Because that's the thing. It's an each player situation. So so if two people name zero, they both won't wheel. And yeah. Everyone else. So each deal. player who didn't choose the lowest number discards their hand and draws seven. So if you did choose the lowest number, you don't discard your hand. Correct. And draw seven. So you okay. can. So you don't have to wheel. Right. Is, yeah. But if you want to, wheel— so this wheel of misfortune is really better if you if you want to wheel, right? If you're yeah. casting it, you want to wheel, and I and better. It's just a confusing card. This man. card, I don't even know if it's that good. I think it because is though. you, but you have to play like a lot of weird mind games with yeah. people and i don't always think that they're going to pay off because there may be times where like you know you are the one that like picks even something like 10 and then tens the most and then you have to take 10 damage to wheel that's so much worse than wheel and time twister and windfall which is already three effects that's of the true same that's true kind in a deck and it is also scary when your opponents don't wheel they probably have interaction or a win con exactly so so, so it, you're like well this sucks i better draw into some kind of interaction and a lot of times people do i talk about value wheels all the time don't this do that is not a value wheel you cannot this cast is value wheels of uh, this is specifically a combo card i don't care what the hell you do in casual when you're in cedh this is wheels are a combo card. yeah this is a combo card i know you can you can do value wheels in cedh but if they're turn one maybe but that's with an actual wheel of fortune or yeah. with a, a windfall or with a time yeah you have to you have to be able to break parity with it so if you like dump a yeah. bunch of mana rocks into a turn one or maybe turn two wheel of fortune that can be good but like just like rock firing off a yeah. turn three or four wheel of fortune will certainly lose you the game now more than ever before you yeah. probably shouldn't have done that because of notion thief now because of whole breacher and That's notion thief too yeah you cannot blind wheel it so I think just it's just, just the existence of this of those two cards now makes this card even worse than two yeah because now now if we do want to worry so much about those two creatures in particular those just shut this off and those two creatures we can imagine are going to be very prevalent yeah because if you wheel of fortune and you guess like you're like ah, i really need to draw seven yeah. here i'm gonna guess like a high number yeah. so i'm gonna guess like five or i'm gonna guess 10 or something to make yeah. sure that i get it and then and then after that because wait a minute they would flash the notion thief before you guess the number that's true, but then you just so then but you that, get to, that still effectively countered your spell, right? So then, yeah, yeah. So it, that 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 that's still so, effectively. So an opponent's notion thief isn't it. as devastating to a wheel of misfortune. You'll just no. everyone choose zero and then just draw zero and then it does nothing. But than, but it it, it still kind of counters counters that card. Um, the other thing is that you can't do the combos with underworld breach with this the way that you can with a regular wheel of fortune yeah that's true because i mean it's obvious they couldn't just print wheel of fortune again as much as i wish that they would um 
so you know it is fun to have like another version of it, but I don't think that this card is going to be necessarily like, think so. super impactful. I feel like I'm I still feel like I'm too stupid to fully understand this card. I feel like I'm gonna I'm we're gonna <laughs> talk about this, and I'm gonna play it against someone, and then I'm gonna guess my little number. I'm saying I'm so smart, me and Cameron talked about this, and I'm gonna give it to them, and then I'm gonna take ten and draw no cards and go, what the heck happened? Well that's the other thing too. Like <laughs> I, I could just be putting myself in the trap that like I'm always gonna like put five or something like right. that. And then I'm never gonna be able to get to draw because everyone else is like naming 10 but at the same time like if you're playing an ad nauseum deck you don't want to name super high numbers just in case people don't and one of the good things i think about this card is if you are smart and you're out there and you're listening to the story you have a huge advantage when playing this card because yeah. you understand it much better than anyone else is going to see it if they don't understand it they're definitely going to guess the wrong thing so exactly. i think just if you understand this card if you're playing it then you probably understand it i think you get a, gain a huge advantage just because it's confusing that's that's also very true the next card, we're, we're almost at the end of our list here, but the next mm -hmm. card we're talking about is a Planeswalker from the set, one that I think is going to probably change everything most of all. Yeah. Jessica Thrice Reborn. Oh, boy. She has so many words on her. She is a two and a red, three total mana for a legendary Planeswalker, Jessica. Jessica Thrice Reborn enters the battlefield with a, with a loyalty counter on it for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. She has a zero ability that says choose target creature until your next turn. If that creature would deal damage to one of your opponents, it deals triple that damage instead. What the Ooh. fuck? Okay, whatever. <laughs> next ability is a minus X ability. Jessica deals X damage to each of up to three targets. And she comes in with zero loyalty, except mm -hmm. she gains one for each time a commander has been cast. And if she's your commander, that's one time, so she'll come in with one. Exactly. She also has partner. She is an... Oh, yeah. That's the big that's one. That's why we're talking about her. She's this got is... partner, and she is an outlet. So she, if you have uh... infinite mana, you can cast your commander, Jessica, and have her deal one damage to something, mm -hmm. and then she'll die. And then you cast her again because you have infinite mana. And then she'll deal two damage to something, and then she'll die. And then you cast her again. And then three damage, and then four damage, and then you kill the whole table. Holy cow. So Jessica does a lot. Yeah. The big things for me that I think it does is, one, it allows for Grixis Scepter combo, which we kind of already talked about. Obeka does that also in a different way, but... Either way. This gives you the outlet in the command zone. Actual death in the exactly. command zone. Actual death. Not just infinite turns. No. Nope. Actual kill Actual them dead. death. Which is relevant and different. Mm -hmm. Jessica also makes Timna now be able to do something yeah. in infinite mana. If you can get a Dockside Loop in a Timna deck that's mm -hmm. Mardu colors, your Mad Farm lists, now you have Jessica, I think, as better... As better than Bruce, probably. Oh, 100% better than there Bruce. There is, and I think there is even an argument, and, and this is the main thing. Now that we're talking about Jessica, we can talk about Rograk and Jessica because yeah. I think both of these red commanders can both go in your Turbo Ad Nauseum deck as your second partner from either Timna or maybe Ikra, or probably not, mm -hmm. but probably Timna. Or maybe Silas, if you want to do Grixis Adnaz. Yeah. Silas is a commander that I've been seeing in a lot more talk about because there's so many partners. Silas was always, like, close to good, but never yeah. exactly there. That's the thing. Like, his text does have some very relevant things on it. Definitely. There are a lot of, um, like, as I've been looking at lists, like, Lotus Petal gets so much so better much with better. Silas. And so it has like Death Touch, so it can normally get in. But this gives you uh, an infinite mana outlet in the mm -hmm. command zone paired with any partner that you want. I think that is just such a crazy high ceiling. Yeah. But the main things that you can do with this are turbo ad nauseum. You have that's an outlet that's not Thrasios in yeah. the command zone. Or Kenrith. It is. Another it is, option. Yeah, exactly. It's another option. And it's damage. So it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I have to draw my deck and then I still have to find something. It's right. just, no, I can... 
if, I can yeah, just kill you, everybody no one, right now. No, if someone opposition agents you, your win condition is the Jessica. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's your yeah. actual. Besides, I mean, I suppose they could take the whatever you need to make infinite mana, but hopefully you could have a couple different ways to make infinite mana. That's the thing, yeah. Because, I mean, at that point, then you should also probably have something in case someone has a Drenith Magistrate. But and I think could sit here and talk about Silver Bullets all day. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing that Jessica and a lot of these partners do is they make the metagame, at least in my head, uh, there's so many options now and now i'm it's not sure thing, yeah. it might just be four colors are just better than three and like all of this is for not and all of these like commanders that are like close and jessica it doesn't matter because you're not playing four colors or five colors and maybe it's stupid but it feels like there's so many different ways that you can build very similar mm-hmm. decks so i'm so interested in seeing which direction they go to i am very confident that there are at least five different ways to build grixis right now there's and they're all equally so much good, good grixis stuff right now and same with mardu jessica into it yeah. i think adding two red commanders compare with Timna means that Mardu has a lot more options to go That's in a thing, bunch of different Mardu ways. Mardu was a very small portion of the format. Right? Yeah. Like you did have the, the bruised Timna decks and like that was it. Like well, Mardu with, has just had terrible commanders otherwise. With Red getting so much better, I think Mardu becomes a lot more of an option because Agreed, yeah. you have some interaction in Red, you have some interaction in White, you have some in Black. None of it's blue, but you have some in all the colors That's now. The thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have, you have there's a lot more options and I think Jessica... Uh, is going to just make a ton more options. I'm super excited to see this card in play. Yeah. And it's what's also nice is if you're playing an artifact strategy, you can actually kill a collector oof once in a while with Jessica. That is true. So it true. has some utility. It is very nice. ping off some stacks, pieces that are frustrating or something like that. It's not the best. I mean, Krom is probably just better in the command but zone. But, like, she kills Timna, like, yeah, a lot she of the kills, times, she can kill too. Timna like, after you've cast her, or if you cast, like, your other partner and then cast Jessica, she can yeah. kill, kill Timna, like, right on her own. Um, and you know, down the line, like she can kill bigger things too. Yeah, the main things that I think you're going to be pairing with Jessica are Silas or Timna, or maybe you're doing um Rog with Jessica in a mono true, red yeah. list. I know that you can do um um Doxide Extortionist with the three mana artifact that lets you um bounce a creature. Cloudstone Curio. Cloudstone Curio, and since you have a zero mana creature in your command zone, you can cast that and bounce a Doxide Extortionist. And as long as your Doxide can make three or more treasures, cast Doxide again, and then you can bounce your commander, and then you cast a commander, and you bounce Doxide, and you make treasures, and you go infinite, and Jessica's in your command zone, so you can everyone to death in mono red. That's pretty cool. There's a Doxide loop for infinite mana and infinite death in mono red. Not Godo. But you have to pay command tax all the time. No, because you just bounce it to your hand. Oh, you're not putting it to your hand. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's not going to the command zone. If you're doing the combo, and you put it in the command zone. Don't put it in the command zone. Put it in your hand. You messed up. Thank God you had infinite mana. And... Yeah, so I just think, and yeah. red, red just seems like it's getting so many more new things. As I as I go back on this list, a decent amount of these cards are mono red cards, which is kind of interesting. And one of the last spells, the last actual sorcery we we're going to talk about is Jessica's Will. Yes, which I think is the most powerful of this cycle of if you can control your commander, do both options. The other mm-hmm. spells they seem great for casual, I think, but I don't think we're going to see them much in this format. Mm. Yep, I don't think we're gonna. Yep. <laughs> but what this one does says you may for three mana, it's a sorcery, uh-huh. two and a red, choose one. If you control your commander, as you cast this spell, you may choose both. So I think like if you cast Jessica's mm-hmm. will and they kill your commander, you can still choose both, I'm pretty sure. Because it was uh, as you cast it? Yes, as you cast it. Yeah. Could be relevant. The first one is add Um No, it's not as you cast it. It would look as it's going to resolve. So maybe if they kill your commander in response to Jessica's will, you only get one of them? You only get one of them, yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how that would work. First ability is add red mana for each card in target opponent's hand. Mm-hmm. And the second ability is exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. 
I think this is an incredible mana for three, an incredible ritual for three mana. I think so too. Most often, this is going to be seething song for seven mana instead of five because you're gonna mm. there's out of your out of your opponents, all of them are not gonna have seven cards in their hand, but one of one them of will them probably have seven cards in their hand. Yeah. If you're playing CDH, two of them will have one card. Someone's gonna have two cards. Someone's gonna have four cards. Someone's gonna have seven cards. Yeah, it's just exactly. how it's gonna be. Jessica's normally going to make six to seven. It's going to be another seething song that makes more with the added bonus of sometime being able to kind of draw you three cards, probably. I just think this card Which is, is nice. I mean, especially because if you are trying to storm, like sometimes, yeah. you know, you got to have a little you bit just of extra keep fuel on going. and yeah. being able to get extra fuel for because you only need them for that one turn anyway. Right. If you're doing storm stuff, if you're doing underworld breach stuff or ad nauseum stuff or any, if you're trying to make a whole bunch of mana, cast a whole bunch of spells, get through your deck, I think Jessica's Will. If you're trying to be proactive and you're in mainly red, Jessica's Will, I think, is great. Godo loves Godo. this card, man. Oh, my God. Godo. another thing yeah. for Godo. Is, is very, very wow. good. Wow, Godo got a lot of upgrades. <laughs> Speaking of upgrades for Godo, let's talk about a card that is literally Black Lotus in that deck. Oh Jeweled Lotus. Jeweled I don't understand how this Lotus. card... I mean. All right, it's Jeweled Lotus okay. is a zero mana artifact that has a tap ability that you can sacrifice it and add three mana of any one color. Sound familiar? Spend this mana only to cast Commander. Okay, we can wind it back. They printed a Black Lotus in our format. Mm -hmm. But so, only sometimes, or only for some commanders. In some decks, yeah. this card will do nothing and it will not be in the list. But in some decks, this card is literally Black Lotus. Exactly. If you're playing Godo or Najila or Gitrog or any deck that wants to play its commander in the first or second turn as soon as possible, and that's the whole goal, Yisan. Vanifar. Vanifar. Jewel Lotus is, I think, very, Brago. very good. I think, <laughs> and even, I think the thing that I forget is like Jewel Lotus is also good if it taps for two mana. And I even think for one mana. I think Jeweled Lotus is perfect if it taps for one mana, even because like that that's still a Lotus Petal. There's still a lot of decks that will play Lotus Petal. So, Lotus Petal for your commander is still going to be insane. We were talking about this a little bit before the show, but Silas is the commander that I think benefits from Jeweled Lotus a ton. Because yes. this gives you a turn one Silas. You play mm -hmm. an island, and you play this for Cracker for three black, and you just use two of it. Who cares? You cast your Silas. Yeah. But what's great is your next turn, you get to attack someone. You get to act, use Silas' ability to get the Lotus back. And then who cares what... It doesn't really doesn't matter what your other partner is because you can just cast it off of that. Thing yeah, then. so sacrifice it if you're playing Jessica with your Silas, which you probably which might perfect, be because yeah. it's an outlet and Grixis or whatever. Cast that. Cast your Jessica. Your which Jessica, comes in for two counters at that Two point. loyalty. So now on your second turn in this dream Christmas land that you have a turn one land, Lotus, Jewel Lotus. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. Land, lo Jewel Lotus, and you get to have a turn one Silas mm -hmm. and turn two Jessica, and the Jessica comes in with two loyalties that can ping off two mana dorks because you can d divide the damage. Or someone's like. turn one artifact hate card that they played on you. Or someone's Najila or someone's Timna or anything like that. And then if someone plays something else that you don't like on the following mm -hmm. turn, you can buy back the Jewel Lotus again and cast Jessica again. You have to pay two mana extra this time, but you're paying two mana at all because Jewel Lotus is free. That's the thing. This, this card has sparked up a lot of controversy. There yeah. are a lot of people that do not think this card is going to be as powerful as it is. That's because you have not heard them talk on a CEDH channel <laughs> quite yet. Um, this card is going to have absolutely a ton more implications in our format oh than my God. the casual side of things. A lot of times the casual side of things, yeah, you are casting your commander like twice. I don't think this is great the first time, I probably wouldn't play this in no, most of my casual No, oh, it's 100% going in Maelstrom Wanderer, though. 100% going on in that. Yeah, in some casual decks, it's yeah, great in. Um, but at the same time, though, like a lot, of, a lot of these decks that we play only want to cast their commander once, and then they win the game off of that. If you think so about a normal... power it out yeah. super 
quickly just allows you to most of the time win the game a lot faster than you were originally planning on. If you think about a CDH, a normal game is going to last somewhere between like three and six turns, normally mm. closer to three. And probably if you're playing Jeweled Lotus, probably closer to three, right? It, it's I, I, a third of your t turns, you, Jeweled Lotus is going to be on. If exactly. you want to cast your commander in the first three turns of the game, which you do, which is like all the turns in the yeah. game, Jeweled Lotus is always going to be. I just think. I don't think this card will ever be bad. In the decks that no. it's not good in, you're just not going to play it. In the decks that it is good in, it's insane. It's and e so incredibly exactly. good. And even in the decks where it's good in, in the worst case scenario, it's just paying for your extra command tax for when Thrasios right. dies like a thousand times. And this casts a turn one Timna. If your commander is mm -hmm. three or four mana and two in colors, two colors you're, you're you in can good shape. Lotus, you can Lotus it out on turn one. If it's five mana on turn two, so Gitrog and Krom, you can cast them on turn two. If it's just a three mana one color creature, yeah. No, again, we talked about Najila. Najila loves this. Five I think colors. this is like just so good in Najila. Turn one Najila is like how you win with Najila. If you, you can, can like land still a turn like one Najila, Imperial it's... Seal after you turn one Najila. Right. Yeah. You can like play a, a land and hold up Spell Pierce and cast a Jewel Lotus and sack that for Najila and it's still hold up Counter for protection it. in that exactly. scenario. Yeah. No. This this card I think is really going to also change the the speed of the format. I think that we're going to see this in a lot of decks that are already very prominent in the format too and i think that this also bumps up a lot of decks that weren't grand yep. arbiter yeah maybe like a turn grand two arbiter grand is, arbiter yeah. a turn one grand arbiter is a lot different than yeah, a turn, turn two, two and a three. turn three grand yeah. arbiter like there's there's just so many great implications for this card and the decks that are able to buy it back like silas and yeah. um uh, Silas, you know, <laughs> like you're going to be yeah. able to get extra value off of this and it's really going to allow you to win games that you wouldn't be able to Put you as quickly. It puts you three turns ahead. For zero mana, it puts yeah. you three turns ahead. I, I think, and I like the direction that Jewel Lotus is going for Commander. I think some people may not. I think this is a great direction, at least as a CDH player looking at Jewel Lotus, because this, number one, pushes you to build more geared around your Commander, which I think is the fun part of Commander. Yeah. But as a CDH player, you tend to sometimes forget the Commander and just build a better 99 and find the best Commander that fits the best 99 strategy, which is normally the correct thing to do. But I like cards that push you to build into your Commander mm -hmm. because it makes the decks a little bit more unique. And I know that sounds strange because Jewel Lotus going in a whole bunch of decks yeah. doesn't seem like it make it unique, but it does spread it out because right now, from my opinion, the best decks in the format are two color or four color partner decks. Agreed. And I think Jewel Lotus is probably worse in those decks. You can still mm -hmm. maybe play it, but it's probably worse in those decks. And it's much better in one to two color decks and Najila. Yeah, but that certainly changes the, the, the scope of the format yeah. so that it, it takes people off of these, you know, partner decks that, you know, this card is not super great in yeah. and pushes people into these decks that we don't necessarily see so much. Um, and you get to feel like you're casting a fucking Black Lotus. Right? It, like, like, it is the same rate. Like, it, that's so fun. You get insane. to cast a Black Lotus. I'm going to say Black Lotus every time I cast yeah. a spell. I don't care what it's called. I'm casting especially Black Lotus. Especially if you're going to cast it to play the Commander, yeah, too. Yeah, especially. I mean, it, it's nuts. And what I, what I really like about this is that... That, you know, it, it's not even it, it. It shows that they're printing cards for CEDH. Hundred. Nobody in casual plays zero mana rocks. Yeah. Nobody. That's like a big thing, right? Isn't right. it like like nobody plays? They're like, gonna play this one though. I mean, the casual. But the, I, like that to me, this goes against the casual. I think spirit, so too. Like you're not so you're supposed to power up with your lands and you can play signets because yeah. like you okay, but like no one is going like turn one. You know. Mox Diamond in a right, casual, in game. casual game, yeah. So like, so I, this just shows that like there's a lot of stuff that I just think they have their eye on yeah. the 
I, and I think it's this. balanced. I don't think this card is going to wreck the format. I think it's gonna it changes a lot of things. It turn if you it yeah. makes Najila it makes decks like Najila or decks that would benefit on this. It makes it a much more high percentage that those decks will do very well. But I think that's okay. And I mm -hmm. I see a lot of this talk of like non games. Non games don't really like happen so much because I also I mean, what the fuck is a non game? You're right? playing the game. If you're your opponent the game. if your opponent does something really good, why do you tell yourself it's not a game? It's right? still a game. You just lost. You're not doing well. It's okay. Play another one. Exactly. Shuffle up again. The whole idea of like it's a non game if one player gets to do their thing so much on turn one and two and then I don't get to do my thing. Man, it's all about me. It's not about you. It's a it's a total exactly. full game. There's four people that are a part of whether this. you got to do your shit or not doesn't make it a non-game there's you're... gonna be times where you get to do your shit that no one else is gonna be i had someone very recently turn one wheel me and then <laughs> the he was on the play and then the two other people i was playing with had like no land yeah <laughs> so like i was the only other player that was able to do but stuff, it's still it a game like, that's the puzzle that's that game is just different. hilarious right? yeah like yeah. The, the whole idea of like it's only a game if i play the right amount of spells and the spells that make like my me happy that's what makes it a game that's not the game no because you then what happens it. is you get to play more games just and play another you game you just get to play more games it doesn't then... make non-games it makes interesting games it makes memorable games when your opponent gets to cast right? a fucking black and they cast their commander right away game. that's cool i lost that game so hard but i'm never but gonna forget it. that moment like that was great like yeah, this, this card is going to have those same kind of effects yeah. where someone is going to have these absolutely nut starts yeah. with like Turn one Brago, and then yeah. they're gonna be able to just. And then power you get to through. watch them do nutsy stuff with exactly, their turn one Brago, which yeah. is cool as a Magic player. For me, that's interesting watching Magic even cards do one, good stuff. Yeah, even turn one Brago isn't like insane, right? But, because like, you have to have other stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, but like it's still like okay, great. No one had a one mana counter spell that was right. up for it. That's fantastic, and now you don't really have to worry about it. Your Brago's out there already. If your opponents are getting salty. Because you are doing good stuff, I think you need to find new opponents. Is, I think is what so I'm too. saying. If yeah. your opponents are the type to get salty because it was a non-game, mm, it's a game whether you want it to be or not. Yeah. Sorry about that little rant. But we're basically at the end mm -hmm. of the spoiler. There are, are a couple more cards that I want to talk about quick. Uh, one is the land cycle, rejuvenating springs, whatever, whatever. There's a whole bunch of other ones. They're actually really good though. Like you would, you would, you should actively play these in decks. Yeah, the battle bond lands. I think they're very good. I think they are particularly good if you're playing tainted pack because they let yes. you do a more singleton mana base without having to play some bad lands. Um, and they are good the the fewer colors you get. In two color decks are incredible. Yep. If you're playing two colors, you obviously play this. This one. was training center specifically. If you're was playing a nice four and five color decks, you have enough duels and fetches that I don't think you need or want to dip into these yeah. because the fetches are just so good in five colors you, you need it so much more but if you're playing two or three colors or tainted pack these lands are all fantastic mm -hmm. and the last land that i wanted to talk about is war room this I, one's cool i think this is a great card for monocolor decks even in cdh war room is a land that taps for colorless or it can tap and three you may tap it to pay life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity and draw a card now i don't say that it goes in monocolor decks because of the life loss it doesn't matter you can lose one or five life is the same but the fact that you're playing a, a land that is a, a colorless, colorless land, land yeah. you can't do that in two color i, no, I don't think but i don't in, think in one color i think you, you have a you have room for like five cards hello urza like yeah. this is an auto included just put an urza like yeah that. i mean pretty much any urza probably doesn't is... need it but urza could use it it's I mean, just i, I godo think it's i think just, it's great in oh, right because godo you have like extra mana a bunch because you 
you're just like down. waiting around because you have a bunch of extra mana. Because you can't cast Goto again. <laughs> yeah, so you're just like dumping it to Worm. I guess I'll try to find stuff. Worm's great. And we didn't really even talk about uh, Goto with the Jewel Lotus because Jewel Lotus was made for Goto. Goto so, has gotten yeah. so many. Between Worm and specifically Jessica and Jewel Lotus. Sorry, between Jessica's Will and Jewel Lotus. Yeah. Jessica's Will being a huge ritual and Lotus being a huge ritual for a deck that only wants to get to 11 mana. Goto, ah, we Goto. need to play Goto on the channel oh soon because God. Goto, I feel like, got so on. many toys. Yeah, Goto's going to be a whole new kind of monster now. Oh, but, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. We probably missed a bunch of cards. These yeah. are the cards that stood out most to me at first glance. What did I miss? Let us know. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to know. There's a whole, Like I said, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm probably not seeing because yeah. I just saw the final spoiler today. So, there's a lot to this set. There's a lot of good stuff, and there's mm -hmm. probably a lot of hidden treasures that we're going to be finding out as the months go exactly. on. Exactly, yeah. These cards are, I think, a lot of them are only going to get better and better and better yep, the absolutely. longer they're around. Thank you for listening to the Play to Win podcast. Real quick before you go, if you're still here for whatever reason, we have playmats. They're back in stock. We were out of stock for a little bit, but they're back now. So if you'd like to purchase a Play to Win playmat, it really supports the channel. We mean a lot, and they're really cool. Thanks so much. See you guys next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.